0: the quiet and care of the sanctuary, and Bosco, his mentor, he claimed to reject, and all for the sake of the Pope to protect. In Memphis, the city of Sodom and Vice, he rescued a princess, a maiden of ice. With wiles and with lust, his soul's ruin she sought, and when he said no, his assassins she bought. Now long had her father conspired against the Pope and attacked the Redeemers to further this hope. But in the great battle at Silbury Hill, with Princeps and Bosco, Kale gave them their fill. The Empire of Memphis they wasted that day. Then Bosco and Kale, they returned to the fray, the antagonist heretics, them for to slay. For Pope and Redeemer, let all of us pray. It is a generally accepted wisdom that true events pass into history and are transformed according to the prejudices of the person recording them. History then turns slowly into legend, in which all facts are blurred, despite the interest of the tellers, who will by now be many, various, and contradictory. Finally, Perhaps after thousands of years, all intentions, good or bad, all lies and all exactness, merge into a myth of universal possibility in which anything might be true, anything false. It no longer matters one way or the other. But the truth is that a great many things depart from the facts almost as soon as they happen and are converted into the great smog of myth almost before the sun has gone down on the events themselves. The doggerel above, for example, was written within two months of the incidents it so badly attempts to immortalise. Let us go then through this drivel, verse by verse. Thomas Cale had been brought to the grim sanctuary of the hanged Redeemer. At the age of three or four, no one knew or cared which. As soon as he arrived, the little boy was singled out by one of the priests of this most forbidding of religions, the Redeemer Bosco, mentioned three times in the poem, not least because he was the man who caused it to be written. It should not be thought that this was inspired by anything so simple as human vanity or ambition.' The Redeemers were not only infamous for their harsh view of the sinful nature of mankind, but even more for their willingness to enforce that view through military conquest, led by their own priests, most of whom were brought up to fight rather than preach. The most intelligent and the most pious, a line more easily blurred among the Redeemers than elsewhere, were responsible for ensuring correct beliefs and the administration of the faith in all its many conquered and converted states. The rest were reserved for the armed wing of the one true faith, the militant, and were raised and frequently died—the lucky ones, went the joke—in numerous religious barracks, of which the largest was the sanctuary. It was in the sanctuary that Cale was chosen by Bosco as his personal acolyte, a form of favouritism only an inhumanly tough child could ever hope to survive. By the time he was fourteen, or fifteen, Kale was as cold and calculating a creature as you could ever have wished not to meet in a dark alley or anywhere else, and apparently animated by only two things—his utter loathing of Bosco and his indifference to everyone else. But Kale's general bad luck was about to change for the worse, as he opened the wrong door at the wrong time— and discovered the Lord of Discipline, Redeemer Picabo, dissecting a young girl, still alive, if only just, and about to do the same to another. Choosing self-preservation over compassion and horror, Cale shut the door quietly and left. However, in a moment of madness, which he claimed forever to regret, the look in the eyes of the young woman about to be so cruelly disemboweled caused him to return, and in the ensuing struggle kill a man "'perhaps tenth in line to the Pope himself. "'What you already have gathered of the Redeemers "'will make clear the fate Cale could expect, "'one that, you can be sure, involved a great deal of screaming. "'If escape from the sanctuary had been easy, "'Cale would have already been long gone. "'While, as the twaddle of the lay of Thomas Cale claims, "'it did involve a rope, there was no plot to murder the Pope.' Another invention of Bosco's to cover up the flight of an acolyte he had particular reason to want back a reason that had nothing to do with whatever bizarre and revolting business Picabo had been up to what the poem. Does-